What is up, everybody? Happy Monday after week nine. Hello, Sims. Hello, happy Monday. Oh, look who's with us. Hello, uh, friends. How are you guys? Yeah. Ow, Sims, keep your hands off me. <laughs> he can't. He misses you so much. I know. He's just got to... Fendrick is here, um, and and he's back. And the Raiders. We just got to go right into the Raiders. Let's get to it. The Raiders go and beat. What do you want to say? I just I want you to give a shout out to my brother. He nailed the pick. You gave him a hard time about it. No, I'd rather talk about your brother picked the Raiders. Yeah, he picked the Raiders. What's your brother's name? Zachary. Zachary. Shout out, (laughs) Lefko. Too prideful. (laughs) Shout out to you, Zachary Fendrick. For See, calling the Raiders. If it was, if it was Z Fen, though, it might be a different Z Fen. Wow, <laughs> I heard. Josh Fendrick posted for four hours on a trip I was on that he was getting upgraded to first class because he saw J Fen. And then when he got up there, it was a different J Fen. So I told half the airplane what happened. Good. I announced it to everybody. As and you guess how have. many people reacted to Lefko's story? One. All of them. Zero. All of them. Zero. Except Josh. You didn't see their faces. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the Raiders, though. Uh, to me, when I th- saw this team, I said, I still think they're a year away from being a Super Bowl contender. And I went and I looked at their upcoming free agents. Latavius is going to be a free agent. Perry Riley is going to be a free agent. DJ Hayden, Menelik Watson. No, the, none of the big names, though, are going to be free agents. They're all so young. Do you think the Raiders are truly a contender for the Super Bowl this year? Because I still think they're a year away. I thought the game against the Broncos was an amazing win. I thought they were they powered through them. I do think, though, the Broncos, without a keep to leave, it's a different team. Yes. Um, do you think, though, that this is, this is a, a true year? Because it's kind of a down year in terms of the teams at the top of the heap. I have a Raiders question, too, after this. But yeah, uh, Are they Shut a up. Super Bowl contender? Sure. I mean, if they play the New England Patriots ten times... Yeah, I think New England beats them nine times out of ten. I, what I, team in the NFL is it less than nine times? Like the Cowboys, do they win eight? Maybe eight, right? I don't know if there's anybody, but but in that one game, I mean, Oakland's defense playing better as as dangerous as their offense is. They get Brady to make a bad decision, whatever it else. Listen, they're, this offense is going to be able to move the ball on anybody. That's what I'm saying there's not a defense that's really I can sit here and say, oh, they'll shut it down. Uh, he's too talented at the quarterback position, the receivers. So what scares you about this Raiders team for them not making a run? Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess the big the, thing would be is just overall consistent dominating defense. I do think they're going to fight some matchup issues. I mean, uh, they could lose this week to the Houston Texans very Next easily. Week, two weeks. Oh, two weeks. They're You're right. Bye. They got the bye week. But that's a team that's going to match up well with them because they're going to be able to physically up front handle the load there on both sides of the ball. They got corners that can cover. Uh, and they're going to be able to run the ball on the Raiders as well. So as much as I say, yeah, they're a Super Bowl contender, they're a team that still has holes and mm. that I look at other teams in the AFC and go, can the Chiefs still beat them? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders really played a perfect game last night. Right. They had zero turnovers and committed eight penalties. I yeah. mean, for this Raiders team, that is an anomaly. Um, I, I will say this. Um, I have two main questions. One, do you believe that Derek Carr is going to be talked about almost like Brady when it comes to this this draft class. I can already picture it now. Blake Bortles was the talentless one. Manziel was the problem one. And I could see Bridgewater never being healthy again and be the what-could-have-been-injury guy. Derek Carr is the... They're talking about giving him an Andrew-like contract, uh, Andrew Luck-like contract. 
Man, if anyone's going to understand how a last name prevents you from reaching your potential, I think it would kind of be you in terms of expectations. Derek had that from David. Yeah. But how did how did every team in the first round miss on this guy? I, I think it really has a lot to do with two things. Yes, his brother. And I think people were a little concerned with the makeup of his brother, whether he was a true leader, a true locker room guy, tough in the pocket. And, and what that, an awful situation he was brought into. Right, it to was really horrible. Look at it. So but that got rubbed off onto Derek. And then I think also the offense he was in at Fresno State, which was shotgun, let's throw it every play. Then that, uh, combined with his brother, almost got him labeled as like a wussy coming out in the draft. Like, uh. can he sit there in the pocket and do it? Even though, meanwhile, him and Devontae Adams, who also was at Fresno, right. are both good NFL well, and, players. And I mean, yeah, listen, I mean, I know, I know, I'm patting myself on you the back here. You picked him as your top guy. Yeah, he was the top guy. He was physically the most gifted guy of the group. Uh, and uh, when you listen to Chris Collinsworth last night, start making Aaron Rodgers comparisons. On the first throw, right? Like, didn't that look like a little like? Yeah, there's stuff like that in Derek Carr's game where you go, "Wow, that was like pretty special." He is certainly on the cusp of being one of the five best quarterbacks in football, and he deserves an Andrew Luck-type conversation or, uh, contract if it goes this way. That was my first question. My second question is, what do you think the real reason is that Mark Davis has that haircut? <laughs> because you don't have that haircut because you think it looks cool, because you've clearly been told that your haircut looks ridiculous. So why do you think he actually has his hair? Like I mean, that? last night... What is, is he hiding on his forehead? Does he got a scar? That's all I was I'm t- Is he Harry Potter? Does he got like a scar on his forehead, and he goes, I don't need people to know my true identity. Man, I don't know. So I'm going to rack a bowl cut for my adult life. Last night was scary. Like, when they showed him up in the press box, I I was like, holy cow. In the press box, and he's up there with all those old Raiders, and they're chilling. I went, Mark Davis kind of has some street cred. Like, he's up there with the boys hanging out. Well, that's what's cool about the Raiders, too. I mean, how many, like, old players and people do they have, like, hanging around? It's unreal. It's like like a weird, it's an old fraternity. John Madden's wife was there, and he's not even there. And I will say that Marquette King is now the coolest punter ever. You love him. He just passed Sean Landetta. Yeah, well, you don't like a punter that drills it and then rides the pony off the field? he was amazing. I think punters go... uh, Yeah, punter or kicker? Who's cooler? Oh, the kicker's usually a little cooler. Yeah. Just to hang out with. Punters can be good dudes too, but they're a little more straight arrow than the kickers. Yeah, their entire job is to prevent problems. Yeah. Well, they're and, not even scoring. And when it goes really well, like we don't even talk about it. It's like Leckler in Houston. I mean, he's been the best punter like in the history of the NFL, but yes. he pins the other team back on, inside the 10 like every game three times a game and we do, we never really count that as part of the big one of the big categories of the football game. I just I looked at the Broncos last night and I, did you want to ask your Raiders question? No, my Raiders question was just whether Derek Carr was worthy of Andrew Luck money mm. just because I feel like when Luck got his deal, people were saying could be the next Tom Brady, could be the next Peyton Manning type guy. And I don't know if Derek Carr is on that level yet of saying next Tom Brady. Or yeah. Maybe he is. I don't know. No, no. I think I think it's official. I think he's pretty close to that, you know, yes. Elite tier of quarterbacks. No doubt about it. He is legitimately, if we ranked season long top five, top six, top eight quarterbacks, whatever, he's gonna be in that conversation. He's your MVP pick right he now. He would be my MVP pick right now. Him, Matty Ryan Matty Ice closened it up, certainly, with his performance on Thursday night. It's an too. interesting one. Closened it up. Closened um, it up. The Broncos look like crap. They yes. look like crap. Yes. Like, I, I look at their offense and I go, these Raiders secondary players, who are not that good, have zero fear of this guy ever throwing it deep. Ever. 
and they're just jumping every inside route, every slant, every out route. And Emmanuel Sanders spends more time after the play sitting on his ass just kind of looking around like this isn't even fun. Yeah, well, and there's no threat of a run game. No, there, there certainly wasn't last night, which I was a little surprised by. I thought they would be able to run the ball a little bit on Oakland just to keep them honest. Uh, it, it, listen, it's a game I'm dying to watch on film because I do want to see exactly what Oakland did on the defensive side of the ball to really never look like a big play was even there to present itself mm. for Simeon. The other thing, too... I mean, I'm not panicking with the Denver Broncos. You're not. I'm not. I mean, I was going to say, do we play Paxton Lynch to get a guy that can just throw it deep? And you said that's dumb. No, I, they got to just stay with Simeon. They're gonna. This is the team they are now. Last night was not a good showing, but even when they're at their most dominant and kicking butt, they're going to win by four and five points. I mean, let, let's just not forget. I'm pulling up last year's schedule. I mean, last year in week 14, they got dominated by the Raiders, 15-12. to 12. The very next week at Pittsburgh, remember that game? Yeah. Where Antonio went for like 210. They lost 34-27. So there's going to be weeks where it just doesn't click for them. Their defense can't carry it all every week. I do think that before the end of the year is over, that their offense will be serviceable. Yeah, I think their offense will be okay. The thing that scares me is they had no real injuries on their defense last year, if I remember right. Yes. And now we're seeing back problems for Aqib Tlaib, which I think will act up again. We're seeing Derek Wolf. We're seeing TJ Ward. It's my old law of averages. You know, if you go, if you go, what I said about the Cowboys two years ago, they went through a whole year with Romo, Witten, and DeMarco Murray not being hurt. The next year, one of those guys was going to get hurt. Yes. And now I look at that Denver team and go, when everyone's healthy, they're dominant. And now they got to go to New Orleans and see Drew Brees and Sean Payton. They're really, they're on my list of teams that I do not want to play. And and it's they're all my like the Chargers, the Saints, they're on the they're a really annoying team to yes. face. It's like Georgia Tech in college. It just messes up your whole flow when you got this team coming and you don't know what's gonna be like. Right, right. I think so you watched all the games you kinda went over and you saw a trend which was, man, these teams just seem to shoot themselves in the foot. Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, all right, just uh, the, the the games that I didn't watch closely yesterday that I knew I wanted to come in the office today and watch real quick. Jacksonville, Kansas City. I mean, holy cow. First of all, Jacksonville, I didn't realize Blake Bortles had the one interception, which was horrible, but then three fumbles. Uh, one of them on the goal line. Chris Ivory reaching over for a yes. touchdown, which might have been bad luck because to me it looked like it was a touchdown. But to start the game, uh, they had an interception that Amukamara had and ran into Ramsey, and it didn't count as an That's interception. That's a good one, too. I forgot then, about that. But and then, then there they was dro- a punt. They dro- Brian Walters fumbles yes. the punt to set up the first score for Kansas City. Yes. They miss a field goal. Uh, you know, Blake Bortles certainly missed a few wide-open wide receivers. He is so bad. Some of their penalties that they, they cause, uh, just, yes, they find ways to lose football what other games. Teams? Then you go into the New York Jets, and you go, oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't see the 340-pound defensive tackle four feet in front of him. Oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick just throws it up into the back of the end zone when they're down there Would to you score. be playing Patty or Fitzpatrick? Ooh, Petty didn't do did, Petty Petty did pretty looked, well on that drive. Petty actually looked solid. I would be getting very close. I don't know if I would pull the trigger yet, but this would probably be the last week of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. If they don't win and he doesn't play really well, I probably would move on to Petty. Okay. Uh, but you talk about that. You talk about, oh, now the Dolphins. The Dolphins drop the punt. Yes. Okay, and they're 
Ryan Fitzpatrick gets a second breath of fresh air, throws a touchdown. Hey, we're going to win the game. Kickoff oh, touchdown. you go off sides on the kickoff. Yes. And they have to kick it again, and Kenyon Drake returns it. Yeah. Stuff like that. Or the first drive of the game, they get two personal foul calls. Or, oh, your two best defensive players missed the team meeting during the week. It's the common theme of the Jets. And that's my thing about Todd Bowles. If everyone's going to tell me that the reason they don't want to move on from him is because he's a really good leader, then why are two of your defensive leaders missing meetings all the time? Agreed. If they're missing, they don't miss meetings for a real leader. I, I, it just it just shows you. What I don't understand why we cling to this. Like I don't understand why you would say the Browns keep playing Cody Kessler when you know he's not going to be their franchise answer, right. or the Jets keep Todd Bowles when you know it's not going to turn around. One thing that I hope turns around is the Panthers, and you're telling me that Cam Newton looked like his worst game of the year. Man, I, I thought Cam really struggled throwing the football. I, it was one of the worst throwing performances I actually ever have seen him have. And, and not even like some of the incompletions. Some of the completions were, were troubling, too. He had some balls over the middle to guys like Ed Dixon and even Greg Olson where – I mean, they, they had to make amazing catches for four-yard gains because he threw the ball basically at their feet. Uh, but, yes, he was all over the place. But, man, you talk about another team just shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, the Rams, not only one for three on field goals. Brian Quick catching a football. Nobody touches him. He doesn't roll over to get the first down. He had to roll like one foot. He gets the first down. They go for it on fourth down. Todd Gurley, of course, doesn't get it. Mm. Uh, what else happened? They dropped the touchdown with the tight end Hendricks in the yes, end zone. Yes, wide open. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, the interception by Case Keenum, pitiful. Uh, it, that was amazing to me. Then you go into the 49ers versus the Saints. Holy cow. I mean, not only did they fumble the ball going into score. Yes. Uh, let's see. Torrey Smith did the same thing Brian Quick did on the Rams. Has a first down, dances around, doesn't get another foot. They go for it on fourth down, don't get it. Drew Brees and them score a touchdown and make it 21-3. to three. Oh, you make the game 21-10. to 10. Hell, good job. It's about to be close. The game's about to be close at 21-10. to 10. Oh, except you didn't even two-hand touch Mark Ingram on a 75-yard touchdown yes. play the very next drive. I mean, it's 31 to 20, and you're driving down. And you go, man, they're not going to be stopped all game. Mike Davis drives, fumbles at the two yard line. It's just, it, to me, it's a kind of a microcosm of what those teams are. So I'm lot, sorry. I just. Well, no, it's a lot of. I'm just thinking, you just said Jeff Fisher, Chip Kelly, and Todd Bowles. Yes. I mean, I don't know. It's not and working Gus Bradley. out. And Gus Bradley. Right. Just, it's not working out. Yeah, negative Ghost Rider. Um, you mentioned Todd Gurley, and I wanted to ask you if you felt justified now a year later, picking, saying that Melvin Gordon was going to be better than Todd Gurley. I don't, look, I don't feel justified. I feel better because I really was last year a little concerned with Melvin Gordon. It was shocking how ineffective he was. Yes, right. And now this Chargers team with Phillip Rivers doing whatever he wants and Melvin Gordon running through arm tackles. Yes. They look like a really scary team. They are. So you don't team. feel justified. Uh, I mean, I, I feel better. Uh, but also, I also look at it, listen, Gurley's not getting a lot of help there. No. So that is that is an issue, but yeah, I, I feel good about my running back. My, my I wish they had Bosa from the beginning of the year. Oh, I know. They'd hold on to that Chiefs win. Yes. They'd, I mean, I'll they, say this about Gurley, though, just watching it. like I don't think Gurley's like, putting the pedal to the metal either. He's had 27 carries the last two games, and Case Keenum has thrown the ball 99 times the last yeah, two games. Yeah, way too many. I don't understand how that's a ratio that can exist. Right. Why, but, why isn't Gurley putting the pedal to the I, metal? I, just, I, I, don't, I honestly, when I watch, like just watching that game before. Is he I, hurt? 
I don't think he is. I hasn't been on the injury report that I've heard, but Mm-mm. I just feel like Gurley could probably step up his intensity as a runner a little bit. It just because he's on a bad team. Uh, he's so on he a bad team. I don't know if he's pouting a little bit. There's, there hasn't been able anything to get going, but I also just don't see quite the effort I would like to see out of my franchise player yeah. where you just – yeah, it's got to be balls to the wall, for lack of a better phrase. It's yep. got to be like bouncing off people, just giving everything you got to get three yards. And sometimes I see, oh, there's no, there's no hole. Let me kind of just dance here in spot, and then I'll just go down instead of being like, no, you know what? Melvin Gordon's got no hole sometimes, and he just smashes it up yes. in there. And sometimes he comes out on the other end, and you go, holy cow, he yeah. broke through. Uh, Matt Prater hits a 58-yard field goal. Prates. Lions go down, Golden Tate touchdown. How much money would you bet that the Vikings don't make the playoffs? Mm. Started off 5-0. and They're 5-3. and Their offense looks like trash, and their defense is getting muscled by Golden Tate. Yeah, I wouldn't bet a lot of money. I still think I would have them making the playoffs, but it would be close. And your main thing is the NFC North as a whole is weak. Yes, the NFC North as a whole is a weak. I just think the NFC, there's still so much ball to be played. Mm. Everybody is basically one game out. I mean, you look at the Redskins are the sixth seed in the playoffs right now, four, three, wow. and one, right? You know, does that the, mean there's three NFC East teams in the playoffs currently? Uh, no, Cowboys, well, no, Giants, Washington. You guys aren't. You guys aren't in that. Oh, yes. Cowboys, Giants, Washington. Yes, they are. Yes, wow. right now, right. Uh, you think of the AFC West could have three teams, the NFC East could have three teams, and the NFC East stinks. It's certainly not the AFC West. No. that's for sure. But uh, there's some positives with those AFC East teams, uh, NFC East teams. I, th- I have more positives. I have more positives in the Washington Redskins than I do the Giants. Yeah, I have more hope. I don't know if I agree with. I that. I have a theory about the Falcons. Yes, I think that they're this year's Panthers. Came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Defense is coming into form, and their offense. Remember, the Panthers' offense is what brought them there last yeah, year, breaking sure. all the records. I kind of think the Falcons are the team that we're not going to take them for real until they're like ten and where they're like ten and two. And yeah, we're like, how the hell did this happen? I could see that a little bit because it, again, I, I just think they're going to be in a lot of games where it's going to be a shootout, and we're going to go, oh, it wasn't that impressive. Their offense is just amazing, um, but. Yeah. It's good enough for them to ride it all the way to the Super Bowl. I would agree with that. I mean, what what what's what in the NFC is to stop them? It's like we said it's last Cowboys, week. Cowboys Falcons right now. And and really, if they play each other in the NFC Championship game, I'm taking the Falcons. Man, I am. You just think it's a good matchup? I think it's. I yeah. I don't. I think that Cowboys defense is statistically overrated. Uh, I don't think it's as good as people probably look at it numbers wise. And yeah, I don't see how they could stop. Julio Jones or Matt Ryan and company. I was super proud of uh, Jerry Jones when they asked him about the quarterback controversy. He said, I'm going to stay away from it this week, Whoa. which kind of makes you Good realize, wow, I might have to play this Dak guy. And I and he said something about this team is so grounded. I've talked to all the players and I actually feel like I'm in a good situation, right. which to me really is. I talked to all the players and if I got rid of Dak, they'd freak out. Well, I told you that, right? Well, yeah, that confirmed what you said. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, that's that's I I heard. And I'll say it now since yeah, but I don't Insider care. Well, I just Chris I I was told a few weeks ago that basically if they if they bench Dak Prescott for Tony Romo, that the team would literally walk out of the facility and be like, "We quit." Sounds about right. We're not playing. That's how much they believe in Dak Prescott. That's how much they believe in what's going on there. And they just don't want to mess up that formula. I don't think it's nothing against yeah. Tony Romo. It's just yeah. you did got you it like, going. Did you like the question I sent you last week about Dak and Wentz? 
What was it? Do you remember that? I asked if you were redrafting this year, and we could just throw Goff out because we haven't seen him. But if you got to pick Wentz he or would Prescott, you'd take Wentz. Yes, for I the would future. Take Wentz. You would still take I, yeah, Wentz. Yes. Even though Dak is having a better. It's a different year. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. But I mean, Dak, come on. It's, you know, Dak. Dak are you really beat. asking that question? Or are you asking, like, do you really think that Dak is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz? I don't. Like, I don't even think it's close. I don't. I was just asking just. Dak is really good. That was reporter Josh. Year to year. Yeah. No, it, it, it's a valid That's question. All. Dak is really good. He's a starting NFL okay, quarterback, it's a valid period. Question. And I, I don't think, think he's, I don't even and think, I think he's there's close. A lot of people, I think that there's a lot of people out there that might be considering that. Just Gosh. your average NFL fan. Carson Wentz and the Cowboys would be the scariest thing in the NFL. I'm just saying, you have people that look at Dak Prescott. The team is eight and one or whatever. That actually, I actually wrote this down um, because, like, here we are talking about Michael Thomas leading the NFL in, in wide receivers, or whatever. It's like if we put Will Fuller on the Saints, we'd be talking about him as the next, like Jerry Rice. Well, one of the notes I just wrote down when I wrote Michael Thomas is I wrote, uh, "Never seen a guy catch more balls when he's completely covered in my life." I mean, he's never open. He's not. Uh, you, you, I can. Um, so it's not just an overrated Saints thing. No, he's a hell of a player. Well, he's great at catching the ball in, in when he's covered. Gotcha. He's amazing at adjusting the ball in the air. He's got a huge catch radius, and yeah, you know, Drew. Drew ain't afraid to just go ahead and give him a shot, just like you yeah. saw in the big touchdown that got bobbled up in the air. But like, other thing we got to hit about the Falcons, like. I hear you with the Falcons thing. They're six and three, but they got to go to the Eagles this week. Yeah, I think I've I think I messed up. I think the Cowboys are this year's Panthers. Okay, okay. I, I, mean, I, really way, I know what your point power is. Power running game. Yeah, yeah. Good defense that right. might, we might be overrating a little bit. Right. I, I want to say a thank you quickly to Jamie Collins um, for showing us what not to do at your job. <laughs> <laughs> do not talk about your contract at your job. Seriously. Because he is the most unlucky player in sport. <laughs> you go from the Patriots where even if you took an average contract, the rest of your career, you are battling for a championship. And he is on a winless Browns team where I'm watching him run around yesterday with no – he doesn't know where he's going. They have no idea what they're doing. Do not talk about your salary at work. When people come up to you and say, hey, man, how's it going? Don't talk about it. Just it's not worth it. I know. I'm, di- I'm dying to know what really happened there. I, or don't ask for too much money when your boss is Bill Belichick. That's oh the other thing. Oh, gosh. What, what would be really crazy, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was watching that. Like, what if he, the year's over, and he goes, all right, I'm not going back to Cleveland. I've I had enough of that. It's, does he call up New England? Man. And like, hey, I'll come for this price. I'll, 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 I'll nah. change my ways. If I'm Jamie Collins, and I'm definitely not signing in Cleveland, because like you said on Facebook Live earlier, this one's going to offer you $2 million less. Yeah, I'm going to go there. <laughs> right. I go to either Denver. I go to either Pittsburgh. I go to an AFC rival that, that maybe doesn't face him twice. I don't think I throw myself into the Jets, the Dolphins, or the Bills mainly because I don't want to live in Buffalo, but I'm going to either Pittsburgh or Denver mm. or Oakland. Or Kansas City. Ooh, that would be really good. Just at uh, we didn't talk about this game. I want to touch it. I know we yep. got to wrap up. Um, Packers-Colts, Yeah. other than, wow, it's just two quarterbacks against each other and Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any help. Did you take away anything from that game? Uh, I, I think, the you know, of course, the Colts dominated the football game. Yes. I mean, if it wasn't for Lux, two interceptions. really. Are they going to come back and win the South? They're going to be a tough out. I think so. They, they, they are. But they're going to have games again like we saw last week, too, where they'll be dominated in certain games by a Kansas City Chiefs football team. There's just too many holes 
on their roster. The one, one thing I'll say about the Colts, though, I never watch a game and go, oh, that was a stupid offensive game plan or a stupid defensive game plan. It usually has everything to do with the players. They dominated that and controlled that game from get-go, let the Packers really back in the game yeah. uh, with the two interceptions. But, man, at the end of the game, it was Andrew Luck time, baby. I mean, did he, I thought he made some unbelievable, unbelievable. plays yeah. in the pocket. Just that throw to the tight end to get the was, first down. was amazing. Um, Aaron Rodgers, feeling bad for him. Uh, I, I always feel bad for him. I mean, you know I've been feeling bad for him for a year. They're going to waste my dad's story on Saturday. Yes, yes, thank you. I mean, gosh, somebody's got to produce this show around here. Um, <laughs> Talk. Okay. He's, he's very annoyed. Look at him. Well, no, I, I almost forgot this. Uh, but my dad got done Saturday night. We're talking, and Green Bay practices on Saturday. They don't practice Friday. So yep. he, my dad didn't leave early Friday, or he left uh, Friday morning because he didn't have to worry about getting there for Friday practice. But nonetheless, Saturday he calls me. Oh, yeah, hey, whatever. You watching the college games? Yeah, I got them on. I'm watching a little, blah, blah, blah. And he, he starts going through his game and just some of the stuff he's talking about. And he goes, man, he goes, you know, I mean, I know I've said this before, but I think I'm just going to I'm going to have to say it again. Just how unbelievable Aaron Rodgers is. He goes, he's just watching all his plays again this week and talking to people around the NFL. And then, man, Christopher, he goes, man, Christopher. And then going out and watching him practice today, just, just I've never seen anything like it. I've ne- he goes, I've never, he goes, there's never been anybody in football like Aaron Rodgers. He goes, I've never seen anybody that could throw the ball like Aaron Rodgers. He goes, it's unbelievable. He goes, he could throw it fast, hard, quick, soft. It doesn't really matter. He goes, it's unreal to watch him at practice and how hard he could throw the football with such little effort. Uh, yeah, dad was blown away by it. Mm. And, I, and That I, doesn't happen a lot. No, it doesn't. And I know dad was going to try to wax poetically about him a little yesterday. Just, again, to kind of say, like, listen, we're, we're watching one of the most History. physically gifted people ever. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's in that, just as far as pure, mm. like, sizzle. Yeah. It's like, Dan, it's like watching a Dan Marino, except Aaron Rodgers can run for 60 yards every week, too. Yeah. We both picked the Seahawks tonight, right? We did. Seahawks to win. I think we, we picked the Bills with the spread. We picked yes. the Seahawks to win the football game. Yeah, I'm not betting that tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see LaShawn, though. If LaShawn's healthy or at least close to healthy, it changes the dynamic of this football game completely. Man. All right. All right. It was just an okay podcast for you. Your energy level kind of low. Where's your mind at? What are you thinking about? I'm Here's- thinking that we maybe – I kind of want to ask you about the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just. Yeah, I'm. I don't feel very good about the Steelers. I'm at the. I just point, want to get to all the teams. I, I'm. I'm getting to the point where I'm losing faith in the Steelers as a whole. That's that's really where I am. I just look at and them the and recent go, history of them always being a factor doesn't make you feel more comfortable. It doesn't. That they I always find a way to get there. You know, I, that they're always the team that once we get to the playoffs, people go, if there's one team that can mess this whole thing up, I know, I know, they drop 80 points a game when they need to. And Big Ben literally gets sacked and throws people off like he's Hodor and then throws it now. I mean, ca- the Cowboys game, it's their season this week. Love it. I mean, and then, okay, great. They got the Browns. But then they got to go to the Colts. Can you say? I, there's no guarantee they're beating the Colts. Andrew Luck's going to throw for 400 yards on that defense. It's scary. I don't know. The offense is, is, is feast or famine. 
like we made the Hidden Truth video a few weeks ago, yeah. if they can't make a big play, they can't really drive it consistently. The run game is not the same. We've talked about Le'Veon Bell. His straight-ahead explosion and acceleration is not where it needs to be. There's no Martavis Bryant. Sammy Coates has a broken hand. I don't know what's wrong with Darius Hayward Bay. Yeah. They have no Ladarius Green as a tight end. Yeah. They just don't have enough weapons. I think we, we talked about this a little bit earlier. You bring back D'Angelo Williams. You use Le'Veon Bell as a slot-wide receiver guy that can also go back in the backfield. And you kind of do the D'Angelo Williams, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. And whether it's Eli Rogers or someone else, you create not a gadget offense, but a multiple offense. I still think they're trying to run the Martavis Bryant offense without Martavis Bryant. I think so, too. And I don't think that's going to work. No. You don't have a guy to take him deep. No one's really afraid of Darius Hayward Bay. There's a reason he still catches deep passes because no one fine throw it to the guy with hands for well, feet for he's hands. hurt anyway so it doesn't yeah. matter but yeah they need to kind of do d'angelo williams was working get him back in there yeah find a way to get this thing going i agree with you you're, you're you're right about that and they got to find a way to also get guys like we saw eli eli rogers come on in garbage time yesterday but you got to find to get ways guys like that involved in the offense when the game is still competitive that was it he had 61 yards passing with like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Mm. That's f***ing embarrassing for yeah. a big Ben and that offense. I mean, that, that truly is. Hopefully it doesn't stay that way. Just traded for him in fantasy. <laughs> I'm, I'm buying him on the cheap. Um, all right, so Thursday, we are going to – Wednesday, we will do another podcast. I mean, the block punt, I forgot about that too. Yes. I mean, the Steelers are – they're a mess. Tomlin. Yeah. They're a mess. Tomlin. They're Overrated. Not, they they Overrated. They certainly don't. Overrated. They don't He's not according to up right now. All right. Uh, we'll be doing another podcast on Wednesday. It'll come out Thursday as oh, always. We will. Subscribe on iTunes. Will you be here? Yeah. I will. Oh, wow. my gosh. Double dip. Uh, subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. Uh, the reviews always help. And hit us up on Twitter, at Sims and Lefko. Fendrick reads them at home by himself. And I do. Laughs and giggles and uh, reads them on the toilet. <laughs> Super exciting. Uh, it will be episode 88. So many 88s. It's going to be great. So Kenny Britt. Uh, I, I, just I just couldn't hold my excitement. I Kenny, Kenny Britt was an 88. At Rutgers he was. Oh, you was, yeah. yeah. That kind of a level <laughs> of excitement coming on Thursday. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Have a great Peace day. Peace out, homies. Good night, everyone.